can and asif on fleek was still a term that the kids were using and i said i don't think so but i have been called on fleek before and it was quite a moment don't worry no one's ever referred to you as on fleek so because well, i recognize <laughs> that i am the age that i am you just haven't uh, acknowledged um, no, I, how old you are. I call it relating to my humans that i'm raising <laughs> that's one way to do it I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for money, business, and elevating my game. Bryn is my co-host. She's my friend and marketing director for my mortgage team. That's right. I'm a marketing girl, a mama of three, and wife of one. And like Josh, elevating life, business, and relationships, well, it's my jam. This season's topic, elevate your game. What do you want? Do you want to push personal limits, find joy, be more present? Be a better parent, have a sexier marriage, make more money, save more money, start your own business, develop a hobby, or strengthen important relationships? Impact the world, be a better boss, or create a stronger business? Then you are ready to elevate. And this is the place to do it. Are you ready? Sigmund Sense Season 3, Elevate Your Game. Welcome back. Welcome Here back. We are. Yep. Sigmund Sense. Holy Here shit. we go. So let's do it again. Roll back the tape. One hundred percent. We're excited to be here. We've mm -hmm. got a really cool segment. I guess is the best way to phrase it. Um, mm -hmm. Planned, but the coolest thing that we've done because we are hip and trendy folks <laughs> is now we have a shorts page, a shorts page only. So for all of you that get a little tired uh, of listening to long form content or don't have the only, time or don't have the time yep. um we now have a shorts page so one minute increments you can um, that. well that's part of it yep. <laughs> not all of it <laughs> so um yeah so the episode will select the best five to eight three to eight minutes of the episode mm -hmm. throw that up on shorts and um that way you can get a daily dose of whatever you're looking for we're super excited about that so if you um haven't yet please subscribe to sigmund sense obviously like that's a, a great place to start but also go to short sense um and start subscribing there because that's where you'll get your your daily shorts and just daily doses of of content that we we make for you so we're super excited we have excited. lots lots planned so this um run of episodes that we are going to put together for you is about elevating your game mm -hmm. so this episode i think you know we're we need to unpack that we need to unpack like what is what is elevating your game what does that look like what are the areas why um why do we need to do this how do we need to do this just answer all the questions right yep. So we kind of broke it down for you. I think we're going to do three areas. So the three areas that you must be elevating your game at all times are business, your business world, um, yourself, which is your self growth, your self care, um, making sure your mindset is on point and what can we can do to um, better our mindset. Hmm. And then our personal life. The third area is personal life. So the way that differs from yourself is your personal life is going to be your marriage your your kids, your relationships with your friends, the way that you interact, you know, in, yep. in, in social settings. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think there's a lot to this and we, do, we I don't know how, much, how long we spent, but a long time trying to figure out what this whole, this next run would be about. Yeah. And uh, you know, you'd ask like, you know, why would we talk about this? And, 
I think it's pretty straightforward. You know, you look back at the last two, three years, and mental health issues are up. Well, There's, I think let's pause there yep. for a second. Where are we? Like, where are we in time? Well, here like, we let's, are. Let's yeah, talk about this, like uh, where we're at. Yeah, this is a full two years removed from the beginning of COVID, of COVID right? So right? we're here in the uh, end of first quarter of 2022. And, you know, you've got a, a very rapidly changing world, right? So you say mm -hmm. to start with, you've got uh, a lot of isolation for a lot of people, uh, some chosen, some not. So a lot of people work from home. A lot of people want to work from home that, that don't get to. Um, I, on top of that, you've got a, if you look back at the last 24 months, you had something like 30 or 40% of every U.S. dollar ever printed was given out and created in the last 24 months. So, which, you, is, you, which is mind boggling. Like go back to like every yeah. dollar ever made, like 20, or sorry, 30 or 40%, something like that. And so you've got a, a weird radical spending habit that you look around, you look at, mm -hmm. um, there's a, a major supply issue in da damn near major. every, in every area that you can think of. So from consumables to, yeah. uh, produce to gas, uh, to cars, like, to let houses. Let me just tell you how significant nuts. this is. So when my nephews come into town, I do curbside pickup at H-E-B for, I mean, always, mm -hmm. but when they come into town, I do a really fun order of all kid-related food, so yep. they can just have a blast. And they they came in, last time they came in was late November, mm -hmm. and then they came in again for spring break, so early March. Mm -hmm. I literally clicked the same cart, like went to my orders, clicked the cart, order reorder everything. It was $55 more. For and the what, exact items. And what was, so what is that as a percentage compared to the previous bill? Like, oh gosh, what no. was the total bill? Uh, 140. So 55 is, wow. I mean, that's 30, 40%. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So where is it coming from? You got rapid. I mean, let's just go down the whole list. Like there's a lot of problems right now. You got Ukraine and Russia uh, is, is still a big active issue right now. Um, that side spins into shortages with gas. So you you have you know kind of a nationwide average around five bucks, some places less, some but more five bucks a gallon. That was crazy. crazy. It's in effect, you know. I, there was a joke. I saw a little meme that said, "It's crazy when gas prices are so high that it's a life decision every time you pull to, to the gas <laughs> pump. Like you're going to eat this week, or you're going to fill up your tank." And there's some truth to that, right? Well, there it's a right? real conversation. So yeah, real. our boys play baseball. Mm -hmm. They had they have tournaments that are in Bernie and Kerrville. <clears throat> and normally, Randy and I drive separately. He'll take Weston early because they have to be there an hour early. Mm -hmm. I'll come later. And now it's like, do we really both need to take our cars? That's right. Like, well, or drive to work, or can you work from home? Uh, um, huge, you, things huge like thing. that. Yeah. So you keep going down the list, and and uh, you know one of the things I started with, and because it's top of my mind these days, is mental health issues. Like for real, mm -hmm. there's lots of depression. The obesity rate of children is up. Suicide rates are up. Like. There's a whole lot of things that are going not great in the world today, as great as the world is, right? And so when you go back to the title of the series, you know, which is about elevating your game, what I think about is, you know, um, I feel that most people give too much energy to things they can't control, and they don't give enough energy to those things that they can. And uh, it doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge things that you can't control, um, but you're either uh, working on it and improving and have a plan around what you know, or you're just hoping shit works out. And generally speaking, it, things don't work out always. Um, and so when I think about elevating your game, like let's just start with business as an example of what that where this might uh, entail. Like I think a lot of people go to work and they get the same job and they retire from the same job 25 years later, not because they love the job uh, right. and not because they're, they've climbed the top of their position at their company, 
but rather because they've resigned or consigned themselves back to the to themselves to the fact like this is as good as it gets, right? right? Or, or or they're not there for twenty five years because it it's fulfilling their their every passion right. of of what they want to do, yeah. right? Like it's. That's rare, yeah, you know. It's rare it's, for people to really love what young, they do. A lot of young people have some of this area, right? Where you know, hey, I'd rather be on the beach and and make make uh, pina coladas if I can pay my bills. Why not? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a smart play forever, but there's some truth to that, right? And then you mm-hmm. go to the next area, which is, you know, why are people like literally, you know, you read articles in the last 24 months about obesity rates of children have gone through the roof. Um, it started with COVID when, you know. People were eating at home, mainly, uh, you know, basically anything that was just cheap as could be because a lot of people right. lost their jobs, right? So mm-hmm. anything that was basically white or brown is the cheapest thing in the in the grocery store. So that's what you buy. And so a lot of kids gained weight. Um, but and also then sports were canceled. Sports were canceled on top of that. PE was, was non-existent for, for right. smaller kids. They don't have PE. So all those things added up to this, create this extra problem. Well, it turns out this day and age, being a kid and having any kind of social media at all, people feel judged. And so you've got depression rates are going up mm-hmm. and... Um, and so you say, well, what are we doing to work on, on self and things like that? And then you take it a step further into, um, you know, there's a article I read years and years and years ago about, uh, something like only one out of a hundred men will read a full book after age 18. I've heard that before. Right. A hundred, one out of every hundred men in the United States will read a full book after age 18. That's kind of nuts to think about. Mm-hmm. So whatever education they got. Uh, from school is done for the most part and then the rest of it you're hoping they learn the right crap from the right feed on, <laughs> the right, on social media right or the right people or the right people that they surround friends, themselves yeah. with right and so when you think about elevating your game in general what I look at is like I, I think we can all be better and I assume that you can have it all and I I believe that you can get more from your job more from your relationships you can give more to your job you can yeah. give more to your relationships you can be in better shape you can be in a better relationship with God you can be in a better relationship with your spouse and kids and uh, have more, do more in less time and be happier. So that's kind of the thought process um, that you kind of dive back into. It's like, well, why is it that there's always a top 10%? Like no matter what, and like, I don't want anyone to think about just money here. So don't just check out if you're not top 10% of income earners. That's not the point. There's a top 10% of athletes. There's a top 10% mm-hmm. uh, that, that um, in every school, uh, there's a top 10% yeah, right. in uh, body fat percentage. There's a top 10% in whatever area you look at, and then there's everybody else. But what the disparity between that top 10% and the 90% to me is astounding. Uh, and it's it, the question then goes back to what's the top 10% doing differently? Or were they just like lucky or were they gifted or they just have the right gene? I do and, think there's a ton of that. Like it's um, it's not because of anything that they work on. God forbid it's, you should do the same thing for them for 30 years. It's right? because of, like you said, like luck or they're gifted in some way it's Truly. easier to resign the fact and say oh i just don't have that gene or oh i'm just not that smart or oh oh i you know i didn't get you know i wasn't raised by the right family it's easier to discount it than it is right, to but do I something don't about think, it. the thing is is i don't think that it's an intentional discount i think it is a firm belief system oh yeah that's, that's taught and retaught and right retaught. like yep. it's not that they're it's not that people um yeah, it's not it's not intentional. It's yeah. not they're not using it as excuses. They are, but they're yep. n- not not um, psychologically. They're it's a fundamental belief system that yep. it's not for them. They're missing something. They're missing something in their yep. life, or they don't have that gift. Yeah, and talent. it's it really goes. But I, it's funny. I just got a, a gift, a poster from a friend of mine that I haven't seen in a long long time, 
And it says the top 1% of the world do what the other 99% aren't willing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're not capable of doing it. They're just not willing to do it, right? Um, and so... Or maybe we don't know how or where to start. Yeah. I would just go back to, uh, well, let's just start with you're listening to this or watching this with some smart thing that's in the palm of your hand. Right. Right. <laughs> so don't tell me you can't get the damn information. <laughs> like you, there's a fucking way. You want to figure out how to make more money, save more money, decrease your hours, have a better love life. Yeah. Read more, like just ask those questions instead of ask yeah. stupid questions of your smartphone, right? <laughs> like, don't say you can't get the information. There's a, definitely a way. It's funny, like, uh, uh, I'll make fun of myself for a second. My dad uh, never really taught me anything around cars, right? And I've always been in, uh, in awe of people that can literally take apart an engine, put it back together. And I think I that's mean, pretty cool. Uh, me I think too. Pretty cool. I, I, um, I fall in that boat. But I'm I can't like, say that I don't know how to do that because if you like literally YouTube, how to change your brake pads, literally. how to change your oil, like there's about a thousand different videos that will give you a step-by-step -step and you can do it by the make and model of your car. <laughs> yes. So I can't just say, <laughs> oh my, car. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, uh, I can't handle wrenches. It's like, well, shit, just YouTube it and somebody will teach you how to do it real quick. Yes. Right. My daughter is a big believer in YouTubing car problems and then going and trying to fix them herself. I love that attitude. <laughs> it's a, I, I love spirit. That. Yeah. Fantastic. That's, but so I, I think I've got to argue with that one point of, you know, they just don't know how to, well, they just haven't pursued it. Now, yeah. what I would say is that there is a difference between, I don't know how to, and I didn't know it's possible. There is a difference between that. Like I, didn't I do know believe how to, and I versus didn't know I didn't possible. know it was possible. Meaning, um, I don't know how to sell shit. So I just won't try. Versus I didn't know it was possible to make this much money as a side gig, hmm. right? Okay. Uh, I didn't know it was possible to make this much in the in, in the job that I do. I didn't know it was possible to lose this much in this period of time. I didn't know it was... So that, that whole glass ceiling thing, I do think is a real thing. That is... Um, okay, yeah. Uh, yep. And so, you know, looking for and surrounding yourself with people that uh, do have and achieve more in air, any area will absolutely break that glass ceiling. So now it's just a matter of pursuing more information, pursuing more conversations to get there. But don't so, tell me that you don't know how to because so you can find as, out a way. True, true. Very, 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 very true. And I even find myself like when I'm pondering something, I'm like, why? You oh, ponder? yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Oh, yes, I ponder. Okay. I'm quite the ponderer. Do you, so you don't have a beard, but do you like stroke your chin when you ponder? Because I, when I, I twirl my hair <laughs> and I play with my necklace, yes, which you makes you crazy. Um, but I'm like, why haven't I YouTube this? I bet there's a million things. Yep. Like it all, it's like, okay, come on. Yep. Look alive. Yep. Um, and you totally lo lost my train of thought, and I had something really good. I'm so sure it'll come back to you. Well, let's just kind of unravel this then. So let's talk oh, about. The, I know what I was going to yeah. say. So if, okay, so we're talking about you got to ask the right questions, you have to, you know, be around the right people. Where does that begin, though? What if you find yourself, if they, if someone listens to this and they look up and they're like, man, I have a bunch of losers around me. Yep. Like, what do yep. you, like, where do you go? What do you, where do you start? Okay. So let, let's just go back to the basic, basic point. Everyone knows right and wrong. I don't care if you don't agree with it and you want to follow the rules, but like, you know, when you're doing something right and you know when you're doing something wrong and you know when you're hanging around with the right people and the wrong people. And so you start with the basic thing of like, do you really want to be a good dude or a good woman or not? Because if you've got people around you, they're dragging you into the, you know, define it as lying, stealing, cheating, you know, all those, you know, drugs, whatever you want to get that into, you got to make that choice first, right? Um, past that, though, then you go into which area really interests you, right? Yeah. And so a couple, one or two stories that's worth talking about here, you know, there's always the phrase, um, 
that that came from a very wise guy in a book years ago. Uh, I think it's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, but bo- bottom line was that it says, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I love that. I think I that's something that, that you have to remind, remind yourself by. And, and one of my buddies, Jim Reed, is a guy that lives out in Sacramento. He was telling me that he was running with the wrong crowd at a very young age, you know, say early high school when he was still had the ability kind of uh, too much freedom. But, you know, mm-hmm. so his parents let him do stuff. And uh, one day he came home and his and uh, his dad kind of stopped him. It was one of those moments that we a lot of high schoolers have had. We I've had you know where you walk in, you're like, yeah, I got back way too late. I was definitely doing the wrong things. I got caught, right? Right. And his dad said, hey, so I just want to let you know that uh, this is going to end one of two ways. Like you're going to end up dead or you're going to end up in prison. Hope it works out for you. And yeah. he's like, it was that abrupt. And Jim thought about it, and he literally says that was a turning point in his life because he's like, you know what, I know that if I keep down this path, I will end up in jail or in prison. I know that. I know that. So now it's, are you willing to do something about it? Which goes back to what how I started this, right? Yeah. It's like, are you willing to do the work? Yes or no? Like, do you want to improve your stage situation? Or do you want to just say, yeah, woe is me. I was given a bad fucking life uh, or a bad lot in life. And uh, which you know, plays into the victim mentality, which it's is a, literally it's, my, it's, it's, it's gross. It's, it's gross. It's gross. It's, it's gross. Not fun. And, it's and not so fun. like, um, you know, just giving, I want to paint a visual for people because I think it's, it's not picking on overweight people. It's not. It's a good visual because there's a visceral reaction people get. I think we all get. I'll just point at myself. I get this. And uh, and I get two different. So let's just use the same person. Let's say this person is grossly obese, like 150 pounds over their weight they're supposed to be at. And let's say I go to any restaurant. I see that person sitting there eating 15 tacos and 15 margaritas and 15 fucking like just being bad. There's a visceral feeling I get from that. To me, that's just laziness, right? Yeah. I see the same person walking down the street, walking the dog. I know. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah good for you. It. Good for you. Yeah. So it's, think about that, right? It's just the same person, but one person, one version of that person is willing to do the work. It's one one version of the person's just, you know, I, you know, I've got a bad thyroid, whatever, right? Right. So it's just, uh, I think that that's something we've got to get to. And uh, unfortunately, one truth I've always had about training in general, and you've heard me say this over the years, is I can teach anything but desire. Mm-hmm. And so it's at some core point, people have to make the decision of, I want more, I want better, I want improvement. If they can't ever get there, you can't ever help them. You yeah. just can't. And you see people that do this in prison, and they come out a better person. You see people in prison, they come out with degrees. Yeah. And then you got some people that come out and they go right back to the old crap because that's right. who I yeah, am. For sure. Right? For sure. And I think too, a lot of times, or a lot of people maybe thinking like it's rock bottom we're talking about, like, oh, you got to hit rock bottom before you like decide to be better. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like, it doesn't, it certainly doesn't have to be like, nope. you know, you can be in a good spot in lots of areas and yep. still want to do a little better, Yep. you know, like we talk a lot about the wheel of life. So your wheel could be round and it could be fairly large right? <laughs> and there's still and that there's areas still there's still areas to improve. There's still areas to elevate. And I think that's part of that's where it kind of gets fun. Right. Like, yeah, but it also gets tiresome. Oh, it's ex- extremely exhausting. Yeah, I do think sure. gravity is real. And I, and uh, I only use gravity from a standpoint of uh, inaction in long term inevitably ends up for the worse. Like if you in meaning action, put no additional effort into your marriage over time, gravity's gonna bring you down. Your marriage is gonna get worse and worse and worse over mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. Put no additional effort into your business and it will get worse over time. Put no additional effort into your uh, weight, into your uh, relationship with God, into your friendships. Put no additional right. effort 
and over time it will it will slowly degrade, right? So the point is it requires a little bit of effort. It requires it, well, it does. And the way that I look area. at the wheel of life and the reason I love it so much is I'm a systems person. Mm -hmm. So developing a system in each area mm -hmm. of the wheel of life and just to kind of repeat for everybody that or anybody that might be new listening, the wheel of life is um, seven areas of life that you're that you should constantly be working on. So, so you can grade yourself on a semi-annual basis. Yeah, yep. on a scale of one to ten, where are you at? Um, so self, money, relationships. Wait, it's not. What's ma marriage? Yep. Well, it's uh, lo it's uh, love self, life. love life. It's friends. It's family. Uh, it's work. Spirituality. It's spirituality. That's seven. That's seven. Um. So you know, rating yourself in those areas, the way that I function or the way that my brain works is, okay, if there's a problem area, then what's a system I can work on to put in place that almost puts that area on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So like for money, the system that puts that on autopilot is a financial planner meeting with you once a month. Yep. Like, as long as we do those two things and then do the assigned homework, if given, yep. things get better, things over time. get better over time, but it's a, it's a system and we're yep. we, like, and we have to put effort into it, um, with family or my friends. Like as long as I text my friends, you know, once a day or whatever, right. As long as we get together and go have lunch once a week, if we have a girl's trip annually, then that's what I'm doing to work on that piece. And, it's where I like it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's where I want it to be. Yep. But um, it requires effort, and that's but it does key. require effort. And so, but the, the longer you work on the system, the less effort it feels like you have, like you're putting in because it, it it's rolling. Who you are. Yeah. It's, you got it rolling. Keep yep. rolling, roll it. Like <laughs> roll, roll, cause it's a wheel. Right. Keep rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, you know if you can buy in the fact that any, anything worthwhile requires effort, then it's not it's not a job anymore. Like um, being lazy in a relationship with my spouse never ends well, Ugh, right? It just really like, doesn't. And we can look at, you can look either way, right? If you're mm. when I'm lazy, when she's lazy, it just isn't exceptional. And so why life is very freaking short, and when yeah. you put effort into things. it's also so much more fun when things are good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just got back from a, a trip to Mexico with my spouse literally last night, right? And uh, Christy and I had a, the first thing he asked me is like, hey, how was your weekend? I was like, I had a fabulous time. All we yeah. did was hang out. We snuck away like all the time. It was an amazing trip. It was just yeah. great. And it just, you know what? Um, she likes to be around the kids and go to the kids' sports games. And so effort for her was, okay, I'm going to miss out on a, on out a on game a or a practice. Right. And uh, she put a little bit of work into it and it got better. And same thing, you know, like I know that I want to be a busy buy when I go on vacation. I want to go fishing and jumping out of planes and scuba diving and sailing and a hundred different things. And, you know, she would rather just hang out with Chill. me and have, have room service and lay by the beach. And so guess what I did most of the time? I just kind of did Well done, I did. sir. But well that required done. effort. Like I'd get up in the morning, she's <laughs> still be sleeping. Did you have to drug yourself? No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just told myself that the reward was worth it. And it, it was, it was just, there but it go. took effort. That's the whole point. And so, yeah. you know, then, then really you say, okay, let's, uh, I, I agree with Bryn and Josh that uh, I need to elevate my game in at least these three areas. Then the, really the next question or next step is then, okay, well, what should you be thinking about maybe, or what would be some examples? And then, cause after that, then you can decide what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, let's start with business first. I'm going to start with salaried employees because I think that 
um, the, or I know that the majority of the world is a salaried employee. Um, and then I'll talk about self-employed after that or commission type people after that. But for a salaried person, I think one of the missing problems, and this is because of my failure in leadership over the years as well, just something I had to recognize over the last couple, is that if you're not really clear about what your job duties are with a metric, mm. and if your boss doesn't say the exact same thing with the same metric, and you're not being measured and, and, and like applauded or, or reprimanded on a regular basis about those metrics, it's really hard to win at a job. Super and so hard. there's there's quite often a huge disconnect because so many bosses like myself expect so much of everyone that works for me. And there's lots of extra things to do inside projects and things like that. But when it gets really busy, it really comes down to, well, did you do the top three jobs? Right. Yes or no? Because right. if the boss knows that you're doing the top three jobs and you're doing the top three jobs very well based on a measurement, then if somebody else falls, you know, falls with the side uh, sideline for a moment, it's not a big deal because you're right. crushing your job. And so, you know, think about uh, if you're listing and you're a list person, you know, there's a lot of people that love the idea of I start my day with the list and I get to check off my entire list by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, what if the list is in the wrong order? What if the list wasn't in alignment with what the top job duties are? What if the list was in alignment with, with what would be required to get a future promotion, right? Like if, if you're not- due date. Yeah. Like, yeah. All like those what's things. What's the next thing that, ha like yes. it, it's got a due date on it. You got to do that- First. There's a few things that you self-sabotage with that, right? Like um, people on my team have expressed like if they don't knock out their entire to-do list, they feel anxiety and they feel depressed and they feel like they failed, right? Yeah. It's like, well, how many things do you do today? It's like 19. Well, how many things did you have to do today? It's like 23. It's like you're pissed off about what? Like you did the top three things first, so I don't yeah. care. Like you crushed it. You crushed it. You crushed it, right? Yeah. So I would start with like, do you actually know what your top job duties are in order of importance based on what the boss dictates, not what you think they are? Is there a measurement to it? Are you measured on it on a regular basis? Um, and uh, is there improvement plans in place for that? Yes or no? If you don't have that, start there. Um, because if you can get that nailed down, at least you know that you and your boss are jiving. At least you know if you are on the shit list or on the you know thumbs up list. At least you know that, like you would, think of it this way in reverse. Would you ever considering asking your boss for a raise ever if you knew that you were failing at your job <laughs> right but think about this what the job the the boss's expectations were one thing and you had a, a, a what you thought your job was was a different thing so you think you're crushing it and you go ask the boss for a raise yeah and the boss is looking at you like are you out of your damn mind yeah, what the hell like there's a disconnect there's so a disconnect. you got to solve that disconnect be between the person that has direct impact on your on the ability to make money yeah right the second piece of that component is because it brings happiness. Like we are hardwired to add value. Mm -hmm. Like humans get an immediate satisfaction and joy out of adding value. Yeah. And so when and you know what a good job and being yeah, told if you it, know, well done. Right. Like it is one of the love languages after all, right? Yeah. Um, but Which is, he's talking about words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yep. And the five love languages is a book that is fantastic. So if you haven't yep. read it, make sure you and read it. There's a five love languages at work too. At work. So, and for children. Yeah. So it's one of those things that, that, you start with the, rep, the the relationship with the boss, then you look at your personal satisfaction in the workplace, right? So if you know that you're doing it and you're doing it well based on the measurement at stake, then you can go home every day and say, hey, I did my job, I, my, my job is good enough, and this will remove sense, a sense of anxiety or stress or, or uh, things like that. The other thing that clarity and your job duties brings is when um, shit gets really out of whack. Yep. Like It's very easy to see when there's been too many things 
accumulated onto yep. your plate. And so that's just a conversation. It's an opportunity to say, okay, like can't get to the top three because of all these things. Let's let's reprioritize or redefine timelines or, or something. remove stuff because you want me to stay focused on top three. remove it, right. Um, so bringing that back to like elevating your game, like think about how much of an elevation you would have if you're sitting there as someone saying, well, I don't know what my top three job duties are and I don't have any metrics. So your elevation would be to come up with your top three job duties yep. as you see them and what you think you're measured on and yep. present that to your boss. Like that is a real. huge elevation. Like yep. that is, that puts you in a different league, right? Yep. If you're the boss, that's like, oh shit. Like I don't think anybody could repeat what their top threes are. Then your elevation would be to develop Provide that for all of your employees. To develop that for every single person. Yeah. And um, what that's doing is is ultimately it is giving clarity. It's giving satisfaction. It's giving opportunities for advancement. It, mm -hmm. it removes stress if you, as a boss, have to remove somebody. Like, if you have to let somebody go, but it was really clear to you and them of what the job duties were, and they were failing at their job duties, then you can remove the emotional component. Right. Uh, or not, you can't remove it because I'm a people person, but you can at least diminish it uh, because, you know, this is just not the right person for the job. Yeah. Right. And I think even if you do have that emotional component and you're like, and it's gone on too long, at some point, your logical side will kick in. It'll be painful enough to be paying out money yep. and not getting the result that you you're want. For. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen in the meantime. You're either going to have the conversation with that person and find the disconnect and it'll get better or, or they're them. going to continue to suck. Yep. And then you're really like totally okay with them being gone. gone. Yep. That's exactly right. Like, so that was, so starting in business, that'd be one area to, to really focus on. Another area in the business world that I really focus on, uh, would be thinking about what the next step is and what skill sets you would need to develop to get there. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of people sit around waiting for things to come to them. And, and the old adage is nothing good comes to those who wait, right? And it doesn't mean that you should rush through the process because I, I can argue the other side very, very easily. And you and I are on the same page here where, you know, if you believe in the law of 10,000 hours, there's no fast way to get to the 10,000 hours. You just have to do 10,000 hours to be a master, right? Right. Because right. it takes exactly 10,000 hours to make 10,000 hours. And people try to side cut that because of a sense of entitlement or boredom or whatever. And there's a girl on my team that I really think is doing a fabulous job. And I'm, I, just for privacy, I'm going to keep her name out of it. But oh, come uh, on. Just say her. I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> just for privacy. I think she's doing a fabulous job. And, and uh, I know that she wants to be at a different position. And I want her to be in a position different as well as a loan officer one day. Um, but there's like, in order so to be a loan officer, you, you need to learn so many things about taking in a lead, scripts about that, working on files, on understanding credit, leads. understanding income assets, credit, like all of this stuff to be a loan officer, you just can't sidestep that and be a good loan you officer. So, you know, we're already a year and a half into training and, you know, I can see her buying at the bit and she's ready. Yeah. And it's like, I love that. And I love that. And we still need six more months probably to get you where you need to be. And That's the hardest thing. Like with, when we hire somebody new, everybody's anxiety in those first three, four, six weeks mm -hmm. is I just wish it was four months from now. Mm -hmm. I just know, like it is grueling yep. to sit in a training type position. Yep. So it's just a real 
It's just a real... Yeah, but what's interesting is, you know, going back to the elevation piece, <clears throat> it's amazing to me how many people I tell the same homework assignment to do to speed things up, and they don't do it. Don't do it. So you've heard me say a thousand times. By the way, if you're listening, let me give you a helping hint. Like, I've only said this for fucking 15 years. Let me guess. Wait, let me, let me guess. Go ahead. Read the FHA handbook. Yep. Did I get it right? 100%. So you want to be a loan officer one day ever. <laughs> and you want to learn a little bit about a lot of stuff. I read that, bitch. You read the FHA handbook, and it tells you a lot of stuff that no loan officer's ever... Like, there's... I bet you if I were to poll every loan officer in the country that maybe... I bet you it's less than 1%. Probably one in a thousand loan officers sure. actually read the FHA handbook. And so that that's an example. You can, it's, yes, it's boring material. And yes, it gets complicated if you don't know what the acronyms are and, and so on. But while you're training, when you have a down moment because your manager is off today or sick today or is working on something else so you don't have, they can't train you right the second, if you just sat there for that hour, I had it on my phone every single day. Like, it was like an app yep. on your. Not a, it wasn't an app, but um, no, it's a PDF that you can PDF download. PDF that yep. you just put onto your home screen. Yep. And so the the idea is, if you just spent that extra hour, you know, squeeze in a little bit of home study, a little bit of work study, do it while you're at lunch, and you did that, then that two year process might only take eighteen months because of the little shit that you do. And so yeah. when you think about elevating in that area, that's what I mean by like seek other people out. So if you think about. Um, who is ultimately the COO of a company, right? Like uh, who rises to that position in most cases? The answer is the person that knows how to do everything. Mm -hmm. Like the person that literally knows the front end, the back end, the in-between, the how to sell stuff, the how to bring stuff in, the how to communicate, the HR stuff, the how to pay people. Like the, that's who the CEO is, is the person that yeah. knows a little bit about everything, right? Um, and so if you're thinking about how do I move my way up in organization over time, then if you've got extra time, like shadow your neighbor, you know, ask somebody yeah. that's in a position you might want to be at one day, someday, if you can just follow them around for a day, one of your days off. And God forbid you would want to like anyone to ever, ever ask for that, that little <laughs> nugget. But that's the things I mean by like moving the needle. So going back to a statement, I'm going to say like five more times this hour. It's like control the controllables. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about what you can't. You can't pick when you're like, there are some jobs that the boss is has to die or retire right. for you to get their job. Mm -hmm. So you can't pick, well, hopefully you can't pick when they're going to die. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to prison. <laughs> but you can't really pick when they're going to die or retire. Um, but what you can do is be ready when they are. Yeah. So, you know, what if you waited your whole life? You're like, one day I'm going to get the opportunity to run this, this company or this retail store, or this manager position. One day, someday. And then that person quit. The, the, the person that needed to be out of the way quit, died, retired, got COVID. And the boss is looking around like, hey, who's next in line? Well, you don't have the skill set yet. You're so now I'm, gonna have to hire, yet. now I'm going to have to hire somebody from outside. What a miss. Or what from a miss. another state or country right. or whoever to fill. Because you weren't ready because you, you ready. didn't put the time in uh, ahead of time. I'm ready. Put me in coach. Be ready. Be yeah. Practice ready. on my business. No thanks. Be right. <laughs> right. Be ready. So, you know, that's an example of, of something you can that. do to elevate that's your game, you know, um, and we're going to talk about this for an entire, you know, run of, of episodes. So uh, I'm not going to dive too much into that piece. I want to also kind of go to the next step, which is, you know, working on self, right? So you threw two categories in this. This is self-help uh, and it's also like um, spirituality probably and personal health all kind of fall in that same self category. Mm -hmm. And the elevation of the game here is this. Um, uh, one of the best things that one of my counselors, because yes, I get counseling because I'm a crazy person sometimes. Uh, everyone will tell you. I have my moments. Um, you? Yeah. People refer to you as crazy? 
Well, that's weird. You know, some people have, have said worse that's, that's than me, news, right? That's news. To that's me. news to you. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the best things a counselor ever told me ever was, uh, "You can't make other people happy." Nor is it your job to make other people happy. Correct. They have to be happy, um, which ultimately means, Josh, it's no one else's job to make you happy. They can't make you happy. I mean, it's your choice to be happy. What my, and what my counselor, the best thing my counselor ever told me was, you are working really hard to make others change, and you're not. That's not a thing. So the only person you can change is yourself. That's right. And your expectations. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Yep. Got it. Yeah, one of the the best marriage tips I've gi- I've been uh, given, and so I give out a lot right now, is uh, be in the position to give the best version of yourself to your spouse. Because if you give the best version of yourself to your spouse, and they start working themselves, and they give the best version of themselves to you, then most likely it'll work out. Yeah. Um, and so you know the way I would kind of approach this in in your mindset is, uh, if you went back to the first date like their first real date, like not when you met them in the bar, but like you actually went out on a date with somebody. Um, if you go back to the first day with, with your spouse or your significant other right now and uh, think about what behavior you're on, like you probably opened the door, you probably pulled out the chair, you probably uh, dressed up a little extra effort into what you wore, um, how you looked. Yeah. You know, you uh, were probably super kind in all your words, which I'm guilty of sometimes, right? I can be, be bad about that sometimes. And you know, you, you think about what you would never do on a first date that why would you do that later? Yeah. It's like you present the best version of yourself early on. Why wouldn't you keep doing that? And so I think it's a really good mental picture that I have to live in. Um, I don't know if you have any other little tips. So, from that. um, I think that's perfect. The other thing, the other side of the coin that I think is important to remember is being the best version of yourself for where you're at in your relationship or right. meeting your spouse where they need you. I have seen so often, um, whether it, I mean, with friends, just among our, among our group and, um, just in our sphere or whatever, um, when things start to go bad, mm-hmm. people bail. Yep. And I think Easily. that, and I think that, yeah, it's and it's not, and, and it's not for wrong reasons. Like, let me be clear about that. Like spouses, start to do really shitty things mm. and the divorce is valid it's valid like in every every form you can define it as it's valid um sometimes but, but it doesn't mean it's right you know yep. um so i think recognizing when your spouse is down and like when they're really struggling with something and trying to meet them there and bring them up mm. rather than be so angry at what they've caused for you or your kids or your family, or it's not what you signed up for. I'm using air quotes. Um, I think that's a way to elevate as well. Like you need to, and I'm not by any means saying stay in a horrible relationship, like not at all. But what I'm saying is I think part of our jobs as partners and spouses is to be there for them yep. and try to pick them up when they're when they're not being themselves and trying to figure out what that reason is because mm. you know who you married. So what has changed, right? Mm. Meet them there. And I think we're quick to get, su- especially with our spouses, it's the, it's the blame game or we take it super personal. Their behavior is personal. Right. And it's not looking at, well, what's going on? What changed? Like, what is causing this behavior out of mm-hmm. you? Um, 
So I think it's important. And I feel like you have something to say because you're yeah. like pondering. Well, well, I love what you had to say. And in, in general, I think that I would agree with you uh, in general. Um, I think that there's very, 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 very few real reasons for divorce. So starting there with a different mindset. Right. Like, I know you said, hey, there, there's lots of reasons to get divorced. You know, I think there's very, very few. I think there's very few too. Right. There's uh, lots of reasons given. Oh, for sure. Okay. Lots so of reasons th that's given. Where, that's where I was fighting There's my tongue. lots of reasons given. Yeah. I think um, people are really well, here, quick to Here's the, the thing. It's, it's okay. So how long did it take to slide to get to the point where you made a bad choice or they made a bad choice or how, what, what was always happening for the months or years that you did nothing mm -hmm. and they did nothing to get to the point where you would actually say that horrible shit to your spouse. Right. Right. Um, and so where was the effort then? Because you're focused on this moment when you look at the two years or three years or five years of bad thoughts, bad behaviors, and no effort. And that goes back to where you start with everything good requires effort. It does. Everything so good requires if you effort. Have a, if you're in a relationship and things all of a sudden are terrible. It wasn't all of a sudden terrible. It, it wasn't all of a sudden <laughs> terrible. And that wasn't how it started. So right. like trying to remember that you hand selected this human yep. <laughs> to live your life with. Yep. Um, there is something that made you hand select. And maybe them. if you're dating right now, like be, listen to our words, like take longer hand selecting if you're unsure. Hand selected. My favorite thing is when Randy's being really weird or like doing something. I'm like, I chose you. Hand, hand selected, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like this was super intentional. That's pretty funny, actually. I need to do that more often. I'm sure Christy does that all the time with me. But yeah, so so you go down that, that road. And it's like, okay, so now we're thinking about how we elevate our game at home. How do we elevate our, our game with workouts? How do you elevate your game with your uh, with spirituality? So I'd lent those. And also on like just personal improvement in general. Mm -hmm. Like, what are those things? So um, I think that the idea of being intentional about a side passion uh, is really important for our health. You know, you think about... How many times people have said, man, I wish I could play the guitar. It's like, well, cool. Go fucking buy one. They're go 200 bucks and yeah. you can learn on YouTube. We've already established, right? right. Um, so like stop talking about the things you're going to one day do and like just start doing. Um, I care so little about the talkers and the dreamers. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I love dreaming big, yeah. but only if I see actual actionable items being taken, yeah. right? And so um, the, the piece there becomes... What is the, what's the goal or vision? What is the plan and what's, and are you executing or not? Mm -hmm. um, like there, the number of times I've said, Hey, you have no permission to bitch about your circumstance. If you've done nothing about it the last 90 days, you know, I'll give you a, a great aside. This is a business statement because all my coaching students have heard this before in the past. It's like, Hey, what's your, the first question I ask every single coaching student, every single call is uh, outside of how are you is what's the biggest issue in your business today? Uh, and so I'm missing a, ask you guys so what is your biggest issue with yourself what's your biggest issue if you're listening jot down something like anything what's the biggest issue with yourself? we all have a big hole so maybe you're not an ideal weight maybe you haven't been to church or maybe you don't believe in god or maybe you don't you're not in a great relationship with your spouse or i don't care what the what's your biggest issue right so the follow-up question always is cool what have you done about it in the last seven days yeah what have you actually done about it in the last seven days so if you're in the camp of well actually i've done a b c d and e kudos then you just haven't done it long enough or it's just not the right plan. So let's re let's relook at the plan and see if it's the right plan to fix the issue or if it's the right plan, then just requires more time. So don't give up. Like keep kudos, like just keep grinding. Right. If the flip side is, why well, that's the big, this is the biggest issue of my whole life and I've done nothing about it. Well, stop bitching then. Do like, you ever hear people say, I don't really care about fixing it right now? 
Um, yeah, because that uh, that's fine with me because that, that just tells me that that's not their biggest issue. It's not their biggest issue. Because okay. when you when you go down to it, um, the only reason why you wouldn't fix your fix your biggest issue in your life is because you're afraid of that process. So I just get, because you were talking about marriage, there are people that literally won't get divorced because they're afraid of the conversation. Hmm. Right? Like they're so afraid of like what's going to happen with my relationship, what's going to happen with my kids, what's going to happen with my money, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. They're so right. afraid of that that they don't take the action as an example, right? Yeah. So um, like here, here's the truth. Uh, I've asked for raises before that I didn't get. You've asked for raises before you didn't get. Like there's just because we ask for something doesn't mean we're going to get it, Right. And so, but I'd rather ask and like find out how to get there eventually than to never have the conversation. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a billion memes that we don't need to quote (laughs) that basically say like the, the, you know, uh, it's way worse to have tried and not succeeded than never try at all. Right. Right. Um, there's a billion versions of that. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that, you know, the full 60% or more of the world is fear-based. Right. And so that fear is overwhelming and they're not willing to do it um, or, or take that first step. They're so afraid. They're so afraid. And I think, I think too, this ties into timing. Like I am just such a freak about timing is everything. Like I just Mm. don't believe that there's a lot of coincidences. I think that everything happens for a reason and timing is a huge piece Mm -hmm. of that. Um, So if there's something in my life, that's just not like jiving um, and I, maybe I, maybe I have worked on something to fix it and it's still not working or I just can't find the rhythm. Then sometimes I'm, you know, it's like, this is not the right time for this. We don't have all the pieces that we need. We don't have, there's something missing and kind of like not, not going to like, well, whatever, you know, can't control it. So don't worry about it. But Focusing, uh, right? Side but, only, but I know you. You'd only refocus if there's something else better to focus on at the True. time. Yeah. Like so, the timing. Like uh, I can give a hundred examples with you. Like because you're really good at this. So um, CRM system just for business. It's yeah. a easy, easy, easy conversation. So if uh, yeah. CRM is a client management tool, basically, and it's a way to keep in touch with past clients and follow up with agents and things yeah. like that. It's something we use, and we've never been a tech company right. ever. We're a relationship <laughs> company. And uh, I love talking to people and I like belly to belly and I think that people work with people they know, like, and trust and I'm fine with that. And I don't quote unquote need a CRM system, except that it's, you know, it helps your business. It helps your relationships. It helps maintain those relationships that you say you care about. So we had to leverage time, leverage time. It's all, there's so many benefits. So we finally took on the, the monster, right? It was like, hey, Bryn, like, how fast do you think you can do this? Like, oh, I think about six months and about nine days in. It's like, no, no, it's going to take about a year. You know, it's like, well, let's, you know, I didn't push that because I knew that Bryn was working on other things that were more important to our business at the time. And so it's like, that's what she means by the timing's not right. We don't have the pieces. There's, I need more knowledge, need more time with our developer, need more, yes. like there's a lot of conversations that happen. And so that was good clarity. Like, uh, yeah. It's, time, yeah. It's, it, you would only ever do that if it's not the biggest issue. Yeah. Right. But where I like lose yeah, interest, I lose interest with people that, um, they, they will complain about something and there's generally speaking a pre uh, or like the ship a, is sinking and they yeah, won't go find well, a rock. Great example. I hate, I hate this for people because the people die all the time from this. My side's been hurting for nine months. Well, have you been to the doctor? No. <laughs> That's terrible. Why, why don't you want to go to the doctor? Well, because I don't, I'm afraid what they'll find. It's like, well, fuck man. <laughs> if it's not getting better, let's fucking go to the doctor and do something about it. Right? <laughs> like, let's just find out. Oh, it's so you scary know? though. But, but think about it. Right. Well, <laughs> Christy falls into this camp. You know, Christy's, yeah. Christy's, 
God bless her. She just has, has a fear of doctors, a fear of dentists, like a fear of it. Yeah. And so she goes too long before she goes back and do it. And usually I've got to set the appointment or kick her butt to do it yeah. because I know like you address issues head on because they don't generally get better. Right? They don't. This goes into like one of the sections of the will of life is self. And right. so like I know both of you and I see the same doctor and part of his practice is prevention. It's health, um, health, pre- not health prevention. Um, no, it's preventative, doing- it's preventative health. That's right. what it is. Preventative health. So he like puts us on these systems and makes us do these things that test blood once a year, mandatory follow-up. Got to do a physical, like got to do the EKG. And let me tell you one thing, like if, if for anything, I like when it's, when it's physical season, I'm like, I got to get ready for my physical. (laughs) So you like, you know, it's just a mindset of like, okay, I got to, but that, I mean, as stupid as it is, it's not, it's not a bad thing, you know, like, okay, I got to get ready to like, show up at the doctor and like yep. show them how good I've been doing, you know? Um, but the preventative piece is, it's huge because as we all know, the earlier you catch things, the better. So like, yeah, it, well, you know, a great analogy. Cause I think it, it works the same in all areas, right? Is it's amazing to me how fast you can gain weight and how long uh. it takes to actually healthily get it off. Right. Yeah. And so if you say the same thing with money, if you say the same thing with your marriage, you say the same thing with sports. your friendships or sports or whatever, you know, the longer you ignore it and you don't take action, the yeah. harder and longer it's going to take times two, three or four yep. to get, get back to get where you back. just want to be. And so, um, you know, the, something I've said in previous seasons a lot is like fear is not a reason to do or not do anything. It's just the devil. Like just call it what it is. It's, mm-hmm. And if you're not spiritual, then just take the, my word for it. Fear is, fear is not a reason to do or not do anything. So look at a big picture and say, is what I'm doing getting me where I want to be or not? Is what I'm doing. Not, I, golly gee whiz, I hope I fucking get blank. Yeah. Like, is, is elevate, what you're doing right now. Elevate and right. have the conversation or go to the doctor right. or get the checkup, like whatever you need to is do. Is what I'm doing right now go getting me the results I want? Sport, is, practice your game. Is what I'm doing right now getting me what I want? Is what I'm doing right now getting me what I want? If yeah. not, change it. Yeah. Like, change it. Don't settle. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's worth it. We can kind of close the book on that. So I, I would go down the list of, so far we've covered a little bit about work and a little bit about um, self and, uh, you know, you can weave in spirituality and, and weight in that area. Well, you just ask yourself is what's my biggest issue today? So maybe your biggest issue in health right now is just you drink too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, just be better. So do better. Like take off a day or two. <laughs> You know, like start small and work from there. You know, maybe the big- I do think that is key. And I think we all missed up here. It's, you know, and it's the beginning of the year. So here's the laundry list of things that I'm going to change and do differently. And that ultimately- It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And it's a total shock to your system. And- it's it's unfeasible so finding one or two small things you can do um like as an example so baseball season just started there's a lot of you know late nights eating at concession stands and so the i'm like okay well i'm gonna do the intermittent fasting thing like i'm gonna try to like not eat during these hours Mm because that will make me avoid those the things that come with Mm -hmm. this particular schedule Mm -hmm. so rather than trying to force my way into the same diet that i always do um during this season that is always a struggle 
Let's change it. Like make just like let's just Tweaks. try this. Let's Tweaks, try not changes. this. Yeah, let's try this. Let's go this direction. And here, here's bit. here's where it, you know it goes. You use the baseball stuff. You know, my son's in little league right now, and I had a conversation with last night at a game, and and uh, he was complaining about his point, his place in the lineup, and uh, and complaining to me, not to the not to the coach. Mm-hmm. He's talking to me about on the way home. He's like, I don't get it. Like this this kid is like the fifth person in the lineup, and I'm the sixth person in the lineup, and you know um, he doesn't hit it very very far. And I said, well, and I was just being direct with Mason because I love my yeah. son, love, love, love my son. And, and uh, in the previous two games, he struck out, I think, three times, not swing at the third strike. And that nothing grates at me more. Like, I don't care if you strike out, just fucking swing. Go like, down. swing, swing, Go right? down, swinging. Right. And so <laughs> I literally told him I, I, flat out, I said, well, that kid swings at every single ball. That's why the I coach swing. puts him at number five and you at number six. You know, you pick, and it's got to be a perfect ball. And when you do hit it, you cl- you clock it. Mm-hmm. But this guy, by the action of just swinging a lot, hits some. Hits some. You know, so uh, you miss a you – know, God, I'm doing too many quotes today, so I'm not going to do, even do that one. <laughs> yes, you can fill in the blank. <laughs> you can definitely fill in the blank with that one. But uh, what I'm Is just trying to – you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take? That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, you know, I want my son to understand so this. And so Hashtag predictable. You know, he, he, we were talking about it, and, and at the end of last game, I literally said, you know, as a coach, I try to find the buttons to move it. Right now, my son's trying to save money for one day having a car when he's 16 and he's 11 right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I said, that's here. That's like a lofty thing. Weston's saying yeah. for a new computer, like a yeah. really. We're on it. Like, but we're, so literally, I told him, I said, hey, bud, like, I've got your savings account. You know that, right? And he said, yep. I said, cool. If you if you strike out without swinging, I'm taking 20 bucks out of your savings account. Oh, damn. And I said, if, if you, if you swing, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. Damn if a kid didn't swing at every single ball. He hit I it. Mean, he, went, he hit one in the outfield. Right? <laughs> I want to play that it's game. It's just like, dude, take some shots and it'll work out. <laughs> I, I'm so glad it worked out too because it like literally <laughs> bombed one out in the right field. But, um, it, you know, it's just, it's something that I hope some of you guys are listening, like, whether you played baseball at some point or you've got a kid that did or you just get the concept. Yeah. Like, stop complaining about your situation and just stand bat. idle. Swing like, the bat. You got to swing. You got to do something. <laughs> like, do something. Do anything. Go back to that story I just talked about. Yeah. I appreciate, I applaud the obese man that's on the walk. Dude, a- applaud I used to. that guy. I, I'm, I'm like, always you like, get dude, that. I'm so proud of you, dude. He's doing, <laughs> and I'm serious about that. This I is not too. me trying to be like a mean person. I'm like, no. I'm so like, it good for you. Good for you. Good for I you. Freaking love it. So don't tolerate other areas mm-hmm. any differently. What's really so. interesting to me is that most everyone's good at one area. So maybe you're just like the friend, like you're really good at. Always in conversation, always caring, know all your friends' kids' names, know all the birthdays, like all the, like, think about this. There are some people that are amazing friends that show up to everything, every birthday, like they would never miss, right? And um, they struggle in other areas, right? And there's some people that are amazing in business, amazing at making money or saving money, and they are just wasting their relationship with their kids uh, or with their spouse, they're really bad in those areas. Or uh, there's some people, I, you know, I've got a, a, a good friend of mine for about a decade now that is an evangelist, and uh, he is really good at evangelizing. I just uh, I enjoy conversation with him. Dude can't raise a dollar for his cause <laughs> to save his life. It's like, man, if you would just like learn a couple other skills, you could help what matters to you most yeah. faster, right? So there's the yin and yang for all of us. And uh, what I found is that some people are so focused on what they're good at because it's easy and comes naturally that they don't focus on these other areas. 
And because of that, they're constantly struggling and they don't get better. And so the, the challenge is to raise your, area, your, your, raise your game in all these areas, not just picking one. Right? I love it. I love it. All right. So I think that's a wrap on our cool. first episode. Yeah, first episode back. So just a few reminders, subscribe to the channels and find us on all the social media platforms. Um, lots of content is delivered there. Um, and if you have a topic or question or want more information or about disagree, anything, it's okay to disagree too. I mean, disagree with us. That's actually kind of fun for us. I mean, it's fun for me because normally <laughs> people disagree with him. <laughs> but um, we love you and please uh, subscribe you. and share and communicate. Yes. And then uh, be on the lookout for the shorts channel. Um, Short Sense. Short Sense is the name. So um, it's attached to the Sigmund Sense channel. Other than that, cheers. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time, guys. Cheers. Bye.